Well, another week, another podcast episode. Uh, what do we What do we have on the agenda for this this one? Um, some some refreshing, updating, new information, things to append onto last week's episode. Um, and then a few new-ish topics. Hello and welcome to The Q with your host, Quinn Oro, nerd, as you know me by now. Hello, how's everybody doing? How have you been uh, this past week? Hopefully everybody's week has been good. Um, here where we were at, um, up and down weather, 50 degrees at the beginning of the week, freezing rain at the end of the week, I had to work from home the afternoon on Thursday, I went into the office on Friday, it was alright, there's only like three other people in there, so it was pretty chill time. Um, got what I was doing done and working on some spreadsheets, so all in all, a good week for me, I think, this past week. Um, Valentine's Day happened, and that's the only significant thing that happened. Uh, you listen to this on President's Day, so if you are a government worker, welcome to having a day off. And to everybody else who's with me that is not a government worker and is an essential worker, such as retail or internet service provider or other places that are open, you know, normal customer service stuff, um... Just another day in the office, another day in the job, right? <laughs> nothing, nothing exciting. Um, yeah, so whatever's happening to you this week, um, hopefully it'll uh, work out for you and everything will be good. But let's go ahead and get talking about um, a few topics. So I think we'll go ahead and we'll get, you know, since I'm already in the vein of work. Um, last week was good. Like I said, uh, first half of the week was solid getting a lot of information a lot of learning new um technologies that are proprietary not proprietary but are specific to the job that i'll be working um getting comfortable with the people um going to a few different uh well we had one um job site we had to go to to do a fix that was pretty simple um, but it was good to get out and actually see uh where endpoints are hitting and kind of uh what the environment is that's looking like that um and, you know, like I said, working from home the afternoon on Thursday was a good time. Just working on some spreadsheet stuff. Um, and then Friday coming in and just cleaning up the rest of the work that I did that week. Um, organizing a lot of things. Um, inventory stuff mostly. And then same thing with um, spreadsheets again. So that's really all that happened with work. Um, it was good. I think it was um, learned a lot this past week. Um, got more in-depth with some technologies and learned some things. So going forward, I'm going to be doing a lot of research and a lot of reading and a lot of knowledge building, but I think it's, uh, I think it's good and I'm enjoying it. So it's going to be a good time. <laughs> um, then, you know, really that's all that happened for work. Um, so for the holiday that was Valentine's, um, we actually didn't do Valentine's in the traditional sense. Um, we went out on Saturday and, um, talked about um going to texas roadhouse because we wanted that for dinner um we went grocery shopping and stuff and then it was a five hour wait when we got there at like five so we're like we're not waiting here until 10 p.m so we're just gonna go eat chick-fil-a <laughs> so we were the only people in chick-fil-a it was very nice it was a good time i had some good chicken um and then we went home 
Um, and then Monday rolled around, um, went to work, did all that, and then came back. Um, and we, you know, we had some small gifts, and I made some steaks, um, and some twice baked potatoes, and they were amazing. They were ribeyes, um, fresh from County Market. They were delish. They were very good. Um, twice baked were massive, massive potatoes, and they had cheddar cheese, um, bacon, and green onions in them, and it was it was fire. It was good stuff. So that's how my Valentine's Day went. Um, you know, nothing flashy. Um, that's number nine in the books. Number eight. It's either number eight or number nine in the books. So I'm, you know, at this point, it's kind of like, yeah, <laughs> don't need to be extravagant. Don't need to pull out all the stops. Um, just doing something small, special, uh, relaxing for sure, because we are very busy. Um, like I've been talking to Dakota this last week. Um, me and Boston are in our grind um, moment of our life. So we're, we're really focused on um, improving ourselves, improving our positions in life, um, improving our job opportunities, and learning as much as we can, graduating school for her. Um, so, you know, everything that we're doing right now is day in, day out, grinding, going, something's always happening. Um, we're working hard. And we don't have a lot of free time. So when we do have free time, we like to just spend it together relaxing on the couch. We don't really like going anywhere because we're hardly ever really at home anymore. So being home with Murphy is the best kind of holiday kind of thing. So yeah, it's been pretty busy. January 1st to now has been very busy in our lives and it's not looking like it's going to be letting up for a while. So we're excited for it, though. Um, I think it's going to be good. We're both healthy. We're in a good position in our lives anyways that we can dedicate more time into these things. We're very comfortable. So um, it's all going to work out well for us there. So, um, yeah, I think that covers pretty much the holiday and what I did uh, last week other than work and Valentine's Day. Not a lot happened. Um, I would say on the weekend, um, I have been doing a lot of research on my own um, projects, so nothing to do with work-related stuff, but researching um, home lab things um, and technologies that I can implement. Excuse me, implement um, that are free and open sourced, or cheap and open sourced. <laughs> uh, but along that research really led me into uh, privacy and security of what we have on our devices. Um, quite a few different things led me to that. Um, I'm trying to think of all the sources. I don't really have a spreadsheet of them, but. Um, I watched a few some some episodes, a few videos they just recently came out with about cybersecurity and um, knowing what kind of information you are supplying to social apps and other things on your phone. Um, I think that's like the biggest one that I've been um, influenced by. And it really got me um, researching why Snapchat does what it does, um, which really not to get too much into it, but if you use Snapchat, I think you understand what I mean. Um, they say that they're privacy oriented and they delete chats and they are like super focused on you being secretive, I guess, but it's super invasive ad practices and the maps allow people to see you anywhere at any time, including when you're in a DM, it can tell them what city you're in and how long ago you were it there or something like that. I don't know. It's really weird, really invasive. Um, and I've always had an issue with Snapchat for a long time because of those data privacy issues. Um, nothing being encrypted. It's all just going straight to their servers. Um, it's just not, doesn't make me comfortable. And then, you know, the only reason why I still use Snapchat is to talk in a group chat with the boys. So um, today I decided, you know, I'm done. 
not you know not with the group chat not with the friend group but i'm just done with snapchat i'm over it and i don't need it on my phone anymore and so i'm exclusively using discord because um, not everybody wanted to shift over to signal because they didn't want to do that i guess i don't know but whatever um slowly cracking them cracking into them and eventually we will go over to something like that um one day but for now discord i mean we already use it for gaming so it just makes sense um i can't really replace it or get rid of it so i might as well use it um as effectively as possible so yeah i'm using that as the group chat now and i think most of the guys agree that that's they're they're going to do the same um and they understand that that's where they're going to be able to reach me unless they have my phone number which you don't just like give out to everybody um so they all understand. Um, I gave good reasons. Um, I had sources for why. Um, I did my research on reasonings why I don't uh, want to use Snapchat anymore. So that's leading me down the rabbit hole of all apps that I have on my phone. And I'm really cutting down everything that's just chilling on my phone. Um, once I finish with that um, journey, I will update the podcast and I will go through the list of everything that's on my phone. Um, and um, I think I should have a list of everything that I've deleted, but for the most part, yeah, I've gotten a lot of things pared down. I've gotten a lot of like privacy focused apps and versions of social media instead and cutting down where I can in the social media apps that I use like Twitter and Reddit and really reducing the footprint that I leave behind kind of thing. Um, but yeah, I'll talk about it in a future episode once I actually start implementing that stuff and fully understanding the full scope of what I'm doing there. Um, so, yeah, that's that's what I've spent most of my weekend on is researching um, security things to improve my home network and my own, uh, you know, personal data that I'm just giving away for free to the highest bidder. If that makes any sense. Giving away to an app that's then selling it for money, even though I'm giving them for free. So, taking that back into my control. That's the uh, that's the idea for what I'm doing. Um, but yeah. I think that's really what's all that's been occupying my brain space for the last week. Um, not much else has been happening. Um, was going to work on some YouTube videos, and then I realized that uh, while cleaning up my computer, I accidentally deleted uh, the first episode of Yavor Moth's um, Skyrim Let's Play, whatever you want to call, long play thing that I'm doing. Um, I accidentally deleted all that footage, so... I'm going to act as though it never existed and just continue playing from where I stopped and act like that's part of episode one. Um, I don't think it's going to be uh, hugely important that you see the first uh, hour of me walking through the woods. <laughs> so I think it's all right there. I think we'll be okay with that one being um, not there, I guess. I think is what I'm trying to say. I think it'll be all right with that. Um, that bit of footage is gone. I don't think it's going to be detrimental to the uh, series, at least that character specifically. Um, but outside of that content, um, I've been talking to a little bit with Spencer about um, future content I'll be starting this summer, um, which I've talked about here on this podcast, the Quintessence and the Quintessential Content gaming series. Um, both of those I do plan on starting after we get home um, this summer because uh, I don't want to start a project and then move and then not have something set up to catch up with, uh, you know, keeping it consistent on uploads and stuff. So I'm not going to start it until we're already settled there because I know it's going to be happening and I know we're going to be there for five years. So I know that once I get settled and I get set in, I can actually like do that for a, little, uh, for a longer period of time. 
I think that makes sense. So, yeah, that content should be coming 2022 summer, I would hope. Um, potentially could get pushed into the fall, but I really do think that the summer will, um, should happen at least for the podcast, if not for the gaming series as well. But um, I've thought a little bit more about it and talking with Spencer about it. I think the best way to do it is to do both of them at the same time. Like not like record the um, gameplay and then just upload the um, audio for podcast form. But I mean like block out like two to three hours with somebody and the first part we do the gaming series and we just kind of like you know get not necessarily get to know each other because everybody i'm going to be talking to is um i should already know but um you know getting people comfortable with being on camera in front of the game and get comfortable with the conversation and then once we're done doing the first part the quintessential content we then go to the quintessence podcast and that's when i hit them with like the deeper uh topics um for the podcast and that would only be like, we only have to do one, we only have to schedule one time, and I get two pieces of content out of it easy. Um, but the idea there is to not, I don't know if I'm going to upload back to back. I mean, like the first couple I probably will, but if I get like a good rolling amount of people, I might um, release a gaming episode with somebody and then hold their quintessential um, or the quintessence um, episode until later. Um, I don't know exactly how I'm going to do it yet, but. I'm feeling like that might be what happens is I'll just upload them not like on the same day, but I'll upload the same person on two different places that week. And that's my week's worth of content. Um, I think that's, that's the idea. That's what I'm going for. So hopefully you, uh, hopefully you like that. Hopefully it works out too. Um, and then of course I still plan on actually starting not like, March 1st, because that's Boston's birthday, or the following weekend, but in March, I might even push off to April because of that, I don't really know, but um, in March, I plan on coming back to not consistent uploading on YouTube, but um, trying to use the Skyrim uh, long play as a consistent upload to keep watch time and viewership and consistency just running um, on my own end, not consistency as in like, this is what I want to make for content forever, but consist consistency of spending the time to record edit and upload a podcast or an episode or a series or a game but just being in that um that system that cycle of creation um it doesn't really matter what i'm creating um but yes that's the uh that's the idea there so um don't expect that skyrim series to be a long-term thing or a forever thing and it might just like drop one day when i get bored of it but um, I'm using it as a starting block of consistency of uploads and quality. Um, and then also using it to improve upon my skills as a whole. So that's the, uh, that's why it exists. It's not supposed to be the thing that makes me big on YouTube. It's going to just be a project that I like to do. And uh, I'm motivated to um, be in the full cycle of, that makes sense. And then I also plan to still do live streams. Um, at this point, I'm really only looking at one to two a month just because I also need that time to edit and record some stuff too, uh, which I don't have a lot of time for all of that. So don't expect a lot of live streams, but I'm really using that as a base for my content um, to elevate coming into the summer um, so that I have good viewership across multiple platforms and a lot of uh, cross-platform um, viewership, 
think those are two different things. They don't say the same thing, if I'm not mistaken. I don't think I said the same thing twice. Um, but the idea there, you know, being I've noticed uh, on my podcast, I get like I get a solid 40 downloads. One of them is me every week, so 39. But um, those people download it, and I am noticing an uptick of like 10 to 15 views whenever I um, mention or talk about a previous uh, gaming content or something that I've uploaded onto YouTube or I've talked about on Twitter. Um, I have noticed an uptick in viewership on those things and watch time on those things. So I know that I am, I am hitting an audience that is willing to be cross-platform, at least 20 to 30% of them. Um, whether or not they listen to the whole thing or not, I don't know. I don't have that metric. There's not a metric for that for podcast stuff. But the um, cross-platform viewership there is what's important for growing my content. Um, so seeing that I am getting a decent percentage of those people still going to my YouTube page to um, see what I'm talking about, um, that's good because it also means that those are new viewers or viewers that have, haven't watched my old stuff. And so they're going back in like the pie hole thing. Last episode, I've noticed that in a large uptake in the pie hole and the uh, Python bot that I made, um, as well as Pursuits and the Gorgon and my um, most recent live stream. Um, I've talked about all of those in the last episode or the two, last two episodes. Um, and so it did get a, an uptick in viewership um, the day of and the next three days after I released my podcast episode on them. So uh, there is viewership that is coming across. Uh, whether or not YouTube is going to them, I don't think that's happening because I haven't discussed it on my YouTube channel. But the podcast is definitely still engaging with my other content. So... The idea is is to build out both platforms simultaneously to allow the interoperability, the uh, cross-platform viewership, like I've been saying, um, to build a larger community that isn't just focused on one thing. Because as I've noticed, as a consumer and as a fan of people, um, I'm willing to, like the Hat Films group, I'm not a huge fan of how they do gaming videos, but I will listen to their podcast. Um same thing goes with like um geek culture explained i will watch all of his videos but i don't really care about his gaming stuff or his irl um topics but i will listen to all of his comic book and movie review stuff um so i don't consume all of it i know it all exists and i know there are people that will go back and forth on those but even i as a sole person know that i don't i like the hat films but I don't like what they do for main content, but I can still enjoy them as beings, as people on uh, podcasts. So I want to be able to spread my content across multiple different platforms to engage different audiences and catch, being basically being a wider net, to get, um, to allow, not just to like get things selfishly, but to allow selflessly other people could, you know, find out about me, can learn about me, can still enjoy me as a person as a content creator regardless of what the medium is so i will be doing live streams we do gaming stuff i plan on doing some vlog stuff um definitely when i get a house this will happen 100 percent without a doubt um i will be recording home repairs home modifications those will exist on um a, a youtube channel it's not gonna be on the main owner channel i don't have a name for it yet but there will be a youtube channel for that type of content because i know that's a niche subject to begin with and it's not going to be educational so that makes it even smaller of a niche so it'll be basically people that are just nosy or very interested in what's happening in my life 
and less about being entertained by fancy things on the screen, if that makes any sense. But I want to be able to make content everywhere and over anything. And um, so I want to be able to give people the opportunity to see that and see if they enjoy it or not. So, yeah, I've got a lot of, as I always say, almost every year, um, I always say I have a lot of content ideas and a lot of plans. And then it doesn't really ever happen. But since the inception of this podcast, I've been saying that. And so far, every time I've said something on this podcast, it has happened and I have done it. So I do think that there is a change in my mentality and my mental state that I'm actually executing on the things that I am thinking about and planning. It's not just a theory or a thing that I like to think about. It's actually something that I'm actively doing, whether it's a hobby or for something more in the future being financially supported, supportive, I don't know. But at the end of the day, it's I want to do this and I'm going to do this. Um, and it's not just because there's pressure from the podcast or saying it out loud. Um, but I think that I have just, I've, I've wanted to actually do this. And at this point I've decided I've gotten um, confident in myself where I was like, I can do this and I don't need outside approval for it necessarily. So yeah, I think it's, I think that's, uh, I think it's going to be, uh, you know, beneficial. It's helpful. Um, I feel good about it. <laughs> um, so really not, you know, I think, uh, I think we'll keep this at 30 or under just because the other one was like an hour 40 and I don't have as much to talk about this week. Um, but coming into the last full week of February, um, I got some time this coming weekend to do some YouTube stuff potentially. I don't know. I'm not going to commit to anything just to posterity reasons, but, um, yeah, let me take a drink here. I'm not done yet. So yeah, one last thing before I get out of here. Um, talking with Dakota, um, we've decided that just as for fun, um, almost every year I've done this anyways, but this year, uh, like always, I will be going back and watching every Marvel movie from start to finish, including the TV shows that have just come out recently in universe order. So why do I do that? Well, let's see, back in 20, well, even 2016, 2016 is when I started this. 2016 um, was the first year that I was like, I'm going to do this as a thing that I do every year um, because I enjoy it so much. Um, I'm a huge fan of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, I enjoy it immensely. Um, I think it's great as a whole. Um, you know, movies in between are hit or miss, in my opinion. Some are good, some are bad. A lot of Phase 2 is iffy for me. But as a grand scope of 23 films, the first three phases of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, 10 years of content, is the best, the greatest, um, not like take on um, cinematography and film uh, industry, but... It is better than any other single or group or saga of things ever. The MCU does it the best. It is the best story on the screen ever. Bar none. There's nothing even close to it. I would say maybe scratching, getting, clawing close to it are... Um, you know, I just forgot what they were <laughs> because they weren't that great. Um, it's like the Matrix trilogy or even like the Skywalker saga is all right, but it's tarnished, tarnished by even the prequels were not great for their time. 
Um, they're better in retrospect, but, you know, the prequels and the sequels just aren't good. And even the prequels, you know, or the, you know, the original trilogy, I don't want to be that guy, but even those aren't cinematic masterpieces. They're fantastic lore and great story, and it's a wonderful time in your life when you watch those for the first time, but it does not hold up to the 10-year writing that is the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So, it's always something that I enjoy doing every year, but every year um, I watch it from a different lens, a different perspective. Like one year it was, I want to watch how the technology progresses and how Tony Stark, what he does to change the course of the MCU. And there's a whole thing on that. And there's another one where I watch Captain America and how his ideologies uh, change and how he becomes who he is and how he affects the entirety of the MCU. And then, such and such person whatever. Or looking for like right now, this year's rewatch is everything to do about multiverse and the Illuminati. Um, which if you don't know what the Illuminati is, um, you do know what the Illuminati is IRL. But the Illuminati in comic books and Marvel Cinematic Universe and other things to do with Marvel stuff, the Illuminati is a group of super powered beings that are from earth usually there are a few um here or there members that are technically outside of, of earth and weren't from earth but their whole thing is is that they control what's on earth and they make the decision on what to do in um you know in the entirety of the universe they are the greatest minds and they affect the entire world on a grand scale in secret so that idea that is finally happening with the mcu with phase four um, and so what me and Dakota are going to be doing is rewatching all of them in order and seeing every time there's been multiverse talk, which really only starts with like Doctor Strange really is like the big one that hits a lot of multiverse talk. But there are subtle notes and hints to secret society information that exists like Captain America, the Winter Soldier, uh, obviously Bucky Barnes and um, whatever that guy's name, the Red Skull scientist dude from the first movie, first cat movie. I can't remember his name, but that German scientist is knowledgeable on things that he shouldn't know about or doesn't or nobody else in the current timeline knows about, but he knows about it um, and how Hydra can exist to begin with. Um, and so we're going back and seeing, is there noticeable things written into the script or are implied or could be inferred? from the script about the Illuminati and a, a secret organization that has all this information and is feeding this information because they know how it's going to outcome the universe um, and the current timeline, whether the sacred timeline is a real thing or not a thing as well, because Loki is, oh, I love Loki. Best TV show. Literally my favorite um, piece of content from Marvel as well as my favorite TV show of all time. I wouldn't say it's my favorite... Um, thing to watch that's still the secret life of walter mitty and uh wally's up there and spider-man homecoming is up there but loki is the best piece of content that they've ever made um yeah it's great <laughs> uh, i'm a huge fan of loki and i can't wait for season two um but i like the whole time time dilation the timeline sacred timeline and how it's all a ruse and how it's actually kang it's great it's great plot twist great thing sorry if i spoiled it for anybody but um yeah so that's what we're going to be doing is we're going to be going back and rewatching all of those and taking note of multiverse things that exist and are talked about and what they got right what they got wrong 
um, them being the characters, not the writers not writing correctly, but as characters, what they thought they knew versus what actually happened, and then um, anything to do with the Illuminati. So I just watched Captain America: The Winter Soldier, or not the Winter Soldier, the uh, first Avenger. Um, but I, I, you know, I can't remember the Red Skull scientist dude, but um, he's a German guy. Anyways, uh, rewatched that one. Nothing really big pertains to that one um, except for the Red Skull having. Uh, ancient knowledge on the um, space stone, the Tesseract, which is odd that he knows that, but I haven't really like spent enough time really thinking about how he comes to that information and how he's able to wield it and use it. Um, but it is interesting to see the uh, introduction of Hydra. Um, so we're going to see how that works out. But Anyways, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and get out of here. Uh, it's going to be about 30 minutes, so I appreciate everybody listening. Hope you all enjoyed. Uh, come back next week. Uh, I should be able to be, I should have for sure finished uh, Captain Marvel, um, and then whatever movie comes out after that. I think it's Iron Man, I think it's after that one. So I should be able to get to both of those um, before next week's episode. So I have some more stuff to talk about there, and maybe some other things come up, some more research happens, but... Yeah, whatever's happening, however your day's going, whether it's morning, the afternoon, or the evening, whatever you're sipping on, um, you know, right now, you might actually, if you're watching this Monday, Tuesday, you might want something a little colder because it's like 60 degrees out. Very nice beginning spring weather before it gets back to freezing cold 23 degrees for the rest of the week. Potentially some rain and snow on Thursday. Yay, love it. But uh, whatever you know, whatever you're sipping on, hopefully, uh, hopefully it's tasty. Hopefully you're having a great evening. Enjoy your day. Have a good afternoon, and uh, I'll catch you guys next week.